Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Matt and Machete Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How you feeling? How you feeling? Hanging in there, girlfriend. Hanging in. So. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. do you um, do the yeah? Because you said hanging in there. I was trying to be empathetic. Oh, I appreciate like, it. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do, girl, girls, when you your girl uh, comes on and says she's having a bad day. Give her that empathetic. Right. Yeah. Right. When you gave me hanging in there, usually be like, I am good. But today you gave this is the third week in a row, you hanging. So I might need to check on <laughs> you, you all. Like, I did this on a work call the other day and somebody was just like, Oh, okay. Usually you're like more happy. Like, yeah, yeah. okay. Check this on this is right here. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. So what are you loving this week? What I am loving is an extension of what I was loving last week. Last week, I was loving that all my Black Friday purchases were rolling mm-hmm. in, one of which was this Ninja Foodie. And this week, I love the Ninja Foodie. Yes. I used it, and it's a bomb. I made Ellie some chicken nuggets. Ooh. They were ready in nine minutes, no preheating, no nothing, crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside, no cleanup, no nothing. It was just so perfect. So perfect. It's like- a microwave, but not, but uh, but crispy. Mm. It, it was, it's bomb. Have you done I French love it. fries didn't in there yet? Oil. No, okay. not yet. That's what I'm about to try next. So, you know, mine is not like a real air fryer with like a basket. Oh, basket. It's kind of okay. like a bowl. Yeah, because it's, you know, because it's dual function. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that bowl thingy. So I'm going to try it to see if everything comes out like evenly. But with the nuggets, it's all one layer. So they were perfect. And it's it's on this rack. So they were like crispy on both sides. You didn't have to flip anything over. Oh, yeah. Like it's come, the heat come from the top and the bottom. Okay. So that's what I'm loving. This isn't an endorsement, a paid endorsement, but this is an endorsement. I, <laughs> I love this product and I think you should get it if you're on the fence. All right. So Ninja Foodie guys, if you're looking for a gift for yourself or someone who loves to cook or maybe needs to learn how to love to cook, Hint, hint. Or maybe uh, doesn't, or maybe doesn't love to cook. It's probably good for somebody who doesn't love all the, you know what I mean? True. Like all the work. Yeah. Huh. Okay. What about you, Boo? So for me, I have. This is one of my Black Friday purchases that just came in this week as well. Mm-hmm. I got a new pair of Crocs. Now, you all, <laughs> I have been love on the Crocs. Wagon since 2006, maybe before then. I had these uh, croc clogs that I absolutely loved. They were the most comfortable things ever. Everybody was like, Why do you have those shoes on? <laughs> you better get into it because they are um, a pillow top mattress on your feet. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> they it's not like she's like a nurse or a hairstylist. She was wearing these joints to her office job and then switching her up. Oh, yes. And sometimes <laughs> I was running my errands in them. If I thought it was yep. going to make the outfit look cute, I might wear my crop clogs out. Okay. And I had no shame in my game. But <laughs> they ended up like stopping. I don't know if they ever stopped making them, but the um, 
the fabric, the material that they use changed. And so they started to become a little bit more stiff and not like mm-hmm. conform to your feet. Well, Crocs have made, uh, I think, a comeback with these like little Croc jewels. I think they call them gigabits right. and all these other things. Anyway, mm-hmm. they now have a, um, it's called the Classic Bay Platform Clog Croc. So you know mm. I had to get me some, girl. <laughs> And you love it? Yes. They are so comfortable. <laughs> I did order me some like little bedazzle things to put on them. I had those haven't come yet, but once I get my little gigabits, y'all better watch out. Mm. <laughs> something you guys might know not know about Tanil. She loves to bedazzle something. Like she loves a patch, a jewel, a like you could give her an average denim jacket and Tanil will turn that thing into a custom something. Girl, that looks nice, you gotta so. embellish your life. You gotta bring a little embellishment. A little extra, you know, take it up a level. I love it. And y'all, and if you listen to season one, you know how I feel about embellishments and accoutrements. Okay, just give me, just give me the regular. Just give me, just give it to me how it come. Give it to me how it come. All right, y'all. Time for our table talk topic. There are a lot of Insta buzzwords these days in this space that we operate in. Self care, of course, being the most overused one. Mm-hmm. Um, the word trauma has been gaining a lot of momentum lately. Stigma. Um, We always hear people talking about normalize this, normalize that. And toxic positivity is a major one. I've been hearing people use the word toxic Mm -hmm. a lot. So this week, we want to dig into not just toxic positivity, but all the, quote, toxic traits that we can work on addressing over the winter break. So welcome to season two, episode 11, Joy to the World When Positivity is problematic. Mm, joy to the world. Mm-hmm. Positivity is problematic. I like that. All right, y'all. It is time to dig in. So we are going to start with toxic toxic positivity. We know mm-hmm. it's the season for joy and jingle bells and lots of positive vibes. But exactly what is toxic positivity? It is mm-hmm. the feeling of acting happy or cheerful when you're really not. It's that fake kind of happiness people say to you, like, just cheer up or it'll get better. Uh, Don't worry. Everything happens for a reason. My favorite one Mm -hmm. that I use a lot. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Is it? Mm -hmm. Um, And so when something really bad happens to uh, us or our Mm -hmm. loved ones, it's we don't have to shower them or flood them with get over it actually get get over it is not possible <laughs> but it it will, everything's gonna be everything happens everything's, everything's yes it's all, all good right. everything happens for Think a reason yeah it could have been worse it could have been worse that oh, one she, mm-hmm. right you're still blessed That's yeah a form of toxic positivity although you Absolutely. are still blessed in that moment, people need the ability to feel, um, you know, what it is that they're feeling in the moment. And so really it's mm-hmm. just allowing the, I guess the cure for toxic positivity is allowing people to just feel their feelings and then give them a little sprinkle or a dash of positivity to send them on their way. Now, I done gave you, they say to do this, like give people the top line, then we're going to dig in and then we're going to close it back out with the top line. So that mm-hmm. was the top line. The sandwich. Yes. So for me, I tried to, like, I wrapped my brain, y'all, 
Now, y'all know I told y'all I got memory issues that Maddie says I need to work on. But I really tried to rack my brain to figure out if there was, you know, a time where I really tried to fake it till I make it in terms of like this being positive and being happy about something that I'm not, I really wasn't, you know, happy or, you know, didn't feel like being positive about. And for yourself. myself, Yes. And I could not. Mm -hmm think of anything. Now, I'm not going to tell you that that doesn't mean I haven't experienced it, but there was nothing that came to mind as I like racked my brain for I, almost like an hour. So mm. yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, who knows? But what I did realize in that moment is that I am, you know, I, I have dished it out a good amount, you know, mm. over the mm. years when things have happened, you know, to my family or to my friends, I'm good for everything happens for a reason, or it is what it is. You know, it, it, I might not be the one to say, girl, you know, everything's going to be perfect. No, but I am good mm. for it. it is what it is. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to understand, you know, I, I think it's important for us to realize like where we fall on the spectrum. Are we someone who does gives toxic positivity to ourselves or are we more someone who dishes it out to other people to try to um, make rush pass or make the emotion a little bit easier? I think sometimes for me, I don't know how to really help my friend or my family member deal with the emotion. So toxic positivity is like the response. And I don't know if saying it is what it is is toxic positivity. That seems like more of a realist for me. Yeah, well, in this, in the research, you know I mean? they were like, that was one of the things that it is what it is was one of the, really? yeah, it was a toxic hmm. positivity thing because it's like, you're not allowing the, I get it. You're person. not allowing the person to process. Exactly. Got you. Yeah. I feel like too, sometimes people try to be encouraging mm. and, there could be some toxicity in that because like you said, they don't know how to um, help you process. Help you mm-hmm. process. So instead of helping you process, they think, well, let me encourage mm-hmm. her. Let me boost her out of this. Especially like if you're dealing, if you are, um, if you have a friend who might be dealing with depression, right. um, sometimes the things that we say to try to encourage them, there can be no encouraging someone out of depression, right? It's not that someone's dis- discouraged. It's that someone's depressed. So if we say things to them like, cheer up, look on the bright side, L- look at all the blessings you have. We're saying those things because we're trying to be encouraging. Sometimes that can make the person feel worse um, because they feel like they're not understood. So when they're talking to somebody who can't understand them and the person is telling them to cheer up and this and that, it makes you feel like, why did I even tell her what I'm feeling right now because she can't understand it because, you know, everything in her life is so great or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then the friend who's saying those things is genuinely trying to think of how could I help this person through? So sometimes I think that toxic positive positivity happens sort of like inadvertently. Um, somebody is in an effort to like help because people feel like they always need to help and fix when sometimes they just need to listen. Part of helping someone process is just being a listener. So um, for my story of dealing with toxic positivity, I think it was really during um, the season where we were having that back-to-back pregnancy mm-hmm. loss. And it wasn't something where I was being toxic or you know positive or whatever and faking it till I make it to myself. Right. But it was the things that I was hearing Others. from other people um, who had who were very well intentioned, you know, well, 
it wasn't meant to be, or well, what if you had this child and this child was sick or had severe issues and da 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 da. And it's like, I understand all of that. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge all of that. I have gratitude for those things. I am grateful for the things that God saved me from that maybe I did, didn't no. know or uh-huh. whatever. But that's not what I'm talking to you about. I'm talking to you about this feeling of loss and hurt right. and grief that I'm feeling right now. I don't need anecdotes about it could have been worse. It doesn't make me feel better to tell me that it could have been worse. You know what I mean? Or share a story of someone who went through something worse. I I will empathize with that person, but I just need somebody to sit with me as I experience what it is that I'm experiencing. So sometimes that look at the bright side um, mentality can be tough. And I consider myself someone who loves to look at the bright side and find the silver Mm -hmm. lining, but that doesn't mean that I ignore Um, the, the feeling, the real feelings that, you know, I or others might be going through. So even, and it, this doesn't mean don't encourage your friends and don't be, be positive by any means. Cause sometimes people don't know what toxic positivity even means. And they're like, well, I'm just not going to be positive. No, encourage, be positive, help folks to look at the bright side, but don't negate the fact that those negative feelings need to be addressed heard and processed. Yes. And I think that's really the lesson that we all need to take away from this is like, what, um, skills and, and things do we need to better understand or learn to help people really feel their feelings? And yeah, then, like I said, sprinkle a little positivity on it after they felt the feeling. Exactly. That's it. It's feeling the feelings. And it's interesting because sometimes we project. I have had people who are in a really negative space mm-hmm. um, project onto me mm-hmm. as though like, and I'm not even talking to them. I might be posting something positive on Instagram and it's just like, oh, she she's so fake or she acts like things are good all the time. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't think by spreading you know, Joy. good messages or positive messages or trying to be a light that that's something, somebody being fake or toxic positivity. That's somebody sharing something, like I said, that's encouraging or that may have encouraged me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you are in a space where you're not... Um, feeling too great about yourself, mm-hmm. then sometimes when you see other people who might be in a season where things are on the up and up, then it makes you feel like that person um, is toxic so. or you turn it around. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you mad at them. So that's another thing. We got to check ourselves as well um, when we're throwing around these terms like toxic positivity. Like, is it them or is it you? Girl, that's not another thing. That is the thing. Right. <laughs> Because I, it, it really <laughs> that is the yeah, thing. It really all starts with us when when mm-hmm. it, it all boils down to it. So that's right. Yeah. So while toxic positivity is a big catchphrase right now, it's not the only type of toxic trait out there. Mm-hmm. So let's spend a little bit of time in this episode talking about a couple others. I want us to talk about um, toxic thought patterns mm. and behaviors. Now I got those. Right? Cyclical behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> And let's talk about toxic relationships. So let's start with toxic thought patterns, um, which lead to toxic behaviors, right? They make us do these things like, damn, why am I doing this? Why am I back in this boat again? Why am I back in this situation again? Um, So these are excuses or lies that we have learned to tell ourselves that are rigidly held in place by what? 
fear-based beliefs. There we go. Every episode is going to talk about Girl, I'm, I heard the word fear one more time, but child, it's because it's, I, it's it. all based in it. Yeah, you're right. That's mm. it. Yep, it's all based in it. So the key word here is fear. Um, so here are seven toxic thinking patterns that trick our brain and body into relying on them as our go-to. Um, excuses, as we said, are based in fear. A lot of distractions, excuses are based in fear. Mm-hmm. And then um, so are these lies. These A lot of these lies we tell ourselves are based in fear. And we kind of, we make them like our friends. Like we rely on them. We have them in our back pocket. So anytime we're in a tough situation, we go to these excuses or we go to these lies um, because they we feel like they help protect, set, protect right. us. But honestly, these are toxic thought mm-hmm. patterns. So number one is complaining or fault mm-hmm. finding, right? Well, you did it again. Um, or I think it's terrible how you always X, Y, Z, right? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. There is no me in that statement. It's always fault finding yep. or complaining. These, these black businesses always blah, blah, blah. And these people are never ready with X, Y, Z. Toxic thought pattern. You can flip how you think about it. Number two, very closely related is blaming. Um, example, if he or she hadn't done this or wouldn't have done that, everything would have been fine. Mm-hmm. If you had, you know, left the house a little bit earlier, then we wouldn't be in this situation or whatever, blaming our kids. If if my kid had been ready for school or hadn't messed up their shirt this morning, I wouldn't be running behind and my whole day wouldn't be mm-hmm. set off. Toxic thought pattern. Number three, ladies, we do this one a lot. Gossiping. Dang also known as triangulating, Mm, mm, mm. Um, he or she did it again, you know, or this is now where it's basically the fault finding or complaining, but you're sharing it with someone else. I think it's, it's, it's awful that he or she always does this. He always does that. Um, Number four, communication blocking. Um, Don't tell him that blah, blah, blah happened. It will only Mm. upset him. Um, or if we tell your fr- friend, don't let him have the last word. He won't respect you, right? So we're these are ways where we are blocking healthy communication because we don't want to hear it. We want to um, project and we want to defend. Number five, rescuing others. Mm. This is too much for her. She can't take this. I need to fix him so that he doesn't act like mm. this. I need to go in there and... Um, fix this person because their behavior is something that I can control. I can rescue. I can change. Number six, portraying yourself as a victim, helpless, or needing to be rescued. The opposite side of the coin. I wouldn't be in this mess if it wasn't for my daddy issues. You know, I wouldn't be in this mess if my mother was more blah, blah, blah. This happened to me. XYZ happened to me. My husband did this, and that's why I am the way that I am. Um, And then finally, number seven, making excuses. Um, I've tried everything. Nothing works. You know, I can't lose the weight. I can't change. This is the way I am. Y'all need to deal with it. This is another thing I hear a lot of people saying. It is, you know, it is what it is. This is who I am. Accept me for who I I am. Accept me for who I am. (laughs) Love me or leave me alone. I said that last episode. (laughs) Did you? Yeah, I said I want people to love me for who I am. No, there is truth in that though. But I, 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 (laughs) you just don't want to be they're like stuck in your Bridget. yeah stuck in your way you, I, I yep. feel like I have the desire to constantly grow I just want people to love me mm-hmm. and embrace me along my evolution 
Absolutely. And I think wanting people to love you when you love yourself is 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 healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think wanting having an expectation of people to love you where you are when you don't mm. love you where you are is when it becomes That's toxic. A word. Yeah. So let's stop and ask ourselves right now. Um, we're asking ourselves here on the on the podcast, but also those of you who are listening, what fear-based or toxic thoughts have I been replaying to myself? Have I been complaining or fault-finding? Mm-hmm. Have I been blaming others? Have I been gossiping or triangulating? Mm-hmm. Have I been blocking healthy communication? Have I been in a cycle of rescuing others or fixing others? Have I been um, victimizing myself? And finally, have I been making excuses or telling people to deal with it? Which of those? Tanil, do you have one or you want me to start? Hmm. Wow. I have done a number of these things. But, um, you know, I think for me, one of the major ones is excuses. Um, Mm. You know, telling myself that there are things that I can't do and coming up with the reasons why, um, you know, movement hasn't happened or, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, things the, are the way they are and not blame. I think it, it, excuses kind of also feed, can feed into blaming others or the environment or the situation. So the, I yeah. would say those are my main two. I feel like excuses, blaming, fault finding, those three are kind of um, interrelated mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think my, and I can definitely trace mine to fear. I think my toxic thought pattern right now is that I'm not going to be able to put in the work to grow and scale Love Mad into what I desire for it to be mm-hmm. in the coming year because I have XYZ going on. Blame my family, blame my toddler, blame my full time job. Um, so I've had had to actively combat those thoughts and replace them with positive affirming thoughts that, you know, I, I I will make the time, that I have an abundance of time. I can pull from here. I can pull from there. I can reprioritize. I can shift. Those thoughts don't come naturally to me. It, my thoughts are like, you want to do this. You're not going to be able to do this. You're, you don't have the bandwidth to do X, Y, Z. And I think some of that is is true. And I think we need to be realistic. Right. But I think I too heavily on those things. I don't have the time to exercise. I don't have the time to invest in my business. And it's like, mm, you make you time do. for what's important you to you. What, exactly. Yep. So I think those toxic thoughts are, like you said, for me, excuses. That's my big, my biggest yeah. toxic thought is excuses. And it's based in fear. Because if I said that I never put in 100%, if it's not successful, it's cool because I didn't really have time to do it anyway. And I'm fine with where I landed, you right. know? So it's almost like, it's a fear-based thought and I'm protecting, I'm cushioning myself for if it's not as great as where I want it to be. Yeah. And that just uh, made me think of something. So I think another mm-hmm. toxic um, thought is operating mm-hmm. from a place of scarcity versus abundance. Abundance, yes. Um, and I think that's really uh, heavy for me as well. Something that I'm continuing to work through um, as you were talking about, you know, working to grow and scale of Madden. I have these thoughts that, you know, I don't have the um, capability or the capacity that's necessary to, you know, be disciplined and consistent in order to Mm -hmm. do some of the things that I've really have, you know, dreamed and desired of. Right. So Mm -hmm. I consider myself like an idea monkey. Every couple of weeks I have a new thing that I think is a great idea that I want to try. And I think, I get stuck in having all of these great ideas with no execution because in my mind, I'm like, 
do I have the consistency and the discipline that it takes in order to do this thing? Um, mm. and, and to, you know, execute one of these ideas. Cause you got to get to a place where I can even decide and kind of prioritize which of the 10 things that I'm going to start on. Um, and yeah. it really just is like, just start. Right. So, um, yep, just start. Move the, to that, yeah, that place of abundance where I, I do have an abundance of time that I have to schedule out. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. I have all of the things that I need to make this thing successful. I lack nothing. And whatever it is I do lack, there are people who don't lack it who can support me in filling right. in those gaps. And so I lack nothing. Yeah. That's good. And it's like, you know, you just have to take one step. So there is one project that I have been, you know, talking about and God put it on my heart mm-hmm. years ago that I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let me start with this one smaller thing. And if I can start that, be consistent with that, then I can move on to the next thing. So you just have to start. Mm-hmm. I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, okay. Do you want to talk a little bit about behavior? Yeah. So as Maddie said, you know, we know that our toxic thoughts, they drive behavior. So for me, mm-hmm. I just talked about how, you know, I, I have these excuses and I operate sometimes from a place of scarcity and mm-hmm. that has, you know, led to some of the behaviors, whether that is movement or non-movement, right? So I think mm-hmm. for me, in the past, it has been, you know, I have these thoughts, I'm just not going to do anything. And I'm just going to stay where I am, which is not um, helpful at all. And so, um, you know, negative self-talk has been huge for me um, in wow. the past and, you know, something that I consistently work to overcome. So, um, mm-hmm. you'll hear us talk about this, I think a little bit later, but it, it's really important to have a balance. Like, we, you know, we want to acknowledge the things that, that are, and can be, we want to be realistic, but we also really want to give a heavy dose and sprinkle of positivity, hope, encouragement, all of those things to keep us moving in the right direction. So, um, it's a balance. It's, yeah, it's a balance. And the, for me, I'm, you know, in 2021, y'all, I'm turning 40. And I've, you know, really started, you know, once you get up into like in that 30, in the end of a decade, you start doing oh. all this reflection. Self-reflection. Check yep. What out. have I done in these 30s? I was like, and... what have, and, and, and I was really hard on myself. And then that is another toxic trait. But um, mm. I was like, at first, I, I didn't think I had done much in my 30s at all. Wow. And then I had to like really be like, Tanelle, okay, you're being dramatic. You've done a lot. I have done a lot. But there are, and I think it's easy to like go to the areas in which you don't have the things that you desire and focus on those right. versus really like looking in things in totality. And so, um, you know, it, it's going to be important for me to identify some of those toxic things and decide like, what are you going to do to change the, to change the trajectory of, um, not your life, but you know, the next couple of years, the next 10 years, like, Mm -hmm. what does that look like for Mm -hmm. you? Um, and, and how does eliminating toxic behaviors, um, get you to those places? So let's Mm -hmm. look at some of what those toxic behaviors could be. So it's creating drama in your life or being surrounded by it. I think I heard Mm -hmm. someone say, you know, being addicted to your story and just playing the victim all of the time. 
You're just, mm-hmm. you know, creating that necessary drama. Um, you know, people who it's like, it's always a problem. Always. Your food never right at the restaurant. The manager, the, this person. I mean, it's always a problem. Like, dog, everywhere you go, there's drama. Yeah, the, the drama is you. Right. It's you. <laughs> And and some people thrive, you know, they're not thriving, but they just like love to wallow in the drama. That's that's where yeah, they like you, to live. You, you got them, girl, let me tell you, friends. You got them certain friends. It's always a story. <laughs> How was your vacation? Girl, the whole the thing lost my bags. And it, it's like always, sis. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. then and the, no. the next one is trying to manipulate or control others. Mm. For a bossy Aries like me, and me, yeah, and you, I didn't want to call you out. I'm gonna let you call your own <laughs> stuff out. This one is a big is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Next is coming across as needy or selfish. So mm-hmm. it's all about me, you know. I'm everything is looking at how it can benefit you, or you know, how is this gonna make my life easier without regard for what that impact might be to other people. And we're not mm-hmm. saying, we want to be clear, we're not saying that it's not um, it's not okay to be a little selfish, but mm-hmm. I, this goes beyond that. I think it goes more towards the sides of, side of like being narcissistic, where everything right. is always centered around you. Self-centered. Yes. There are some people who are so self-centered. So when they're... Um, Thinking about a situation, mm-hmm. it's only from their perspective, yes. you know. So it's it doesn't take into the account the other the person's other person perspective. Feeling. How does this benefit me, or how does this inconvenience me? Yeah. And the next one mm-hmm. is being extremely critical of ourselves um, and others, and or others. Wait, you skip one. Oh, I sure did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. The the one that I should have said right there was using others to meet your own needs, um, mm-hmm. such as narcissistic parents. So, mm-hmm. you know, you you got to don't don't use your don't use your kids. Don't use your coworkers. Don't use whoever to try to fill in to meet your like like I said, your own needs, the things that you mm-hmm. want and desire. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have seen that in. um like you said, that parental child relationship where you are so you didn't make the varsity basketball team, so now, and now you are so hard on your little boy, or you wanted to be a professional um, dancer, and now you're like on your child, and it might not even be something that that child is. They don't even like to dance. Exactly. <laughs> you seen that video on Instagram where the boy dancing in the kitchen, the mother like, do the dance. No, <laughs> he crying doing. The- I'm gonna send it to you. The poor baby is like, I don't even want to do this. Dance. Oh, jeez, like, and that was one thing. I mean, my mom. And, and I don't think she exposed exposed me to it, but she played the piano when she was younger. And then mm-hmm. she introduced me to piano and I did it for a while and she never pushed me. But I think I do appreciate the fact that she let me like, just let it go. You can't, yes, if, if your child same. doesn't show a commitment or interest in things, just, just let it go. Yeah. They I don't agree. have to be you. Let them be them. Right, right. It's different than if they have an interest and you're pushing them, you know, and encouraging them. Like, come on, you, you want to do this, right? You're a champion. You could. That's different than being like they're telling you, like, I don't don't really like this, or or they're doing it just to make you happy, Mm -hmm. and you have to be in tune to know, like, is my kid 
faking this for me? And if so, what are you doing to make them feel like they have to do yeah, that? Yeah, that's a good, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're moving on to being extremely critical of ourselves and others. I just talked about mm-hmm. this, like so toxic. You, mm-hmm. it, it not only affects yourself when, you know, you're being overly critical, but it does spill over in how you look at others. Um, and how you mm-hmm. judge them. And so mm-hmm. it's really important that we um, have a healthy balance of um, criticism for ourselves and others and, and just not going too far um, to the left on that. Um, next is showing up as jealous uh, or envious of others. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it, this is, um, it's always been there, but I, I think there's, it's more prevalent, especially in these days of social media, um, because people are showing us their highlight reels. And um, if we're not comfortable and content with where we are, it's so easy to be a hater. Be a hater. And honestly, y'all, I, I told Maddie before we actually started recording this, y'all get all of my business, which it's okay. Honestly, feel like sometimes I am a hater, and I'll I'll admit it. I'm a hater. <laughs> I, I I hate the fact that I am. I, I'm praying about it, um, and I'm not like a hater all the time. But there are certain. Are you? Wait, what? Are you a hater? Yes, I think I'm a closet hater. Oh my gosh, I, I wouldn't describe you as a hater. Right, I think it's some. Uh, it be in your mind, like you be hating on people in your mind. Yeah, and I, I've had to like I stop and acknowledge it because I don't like it. Like I don't mm. want people. I wouldn't. I don't want anyone to be jealous or, or envious of me, and I don't want mm. that. I don't want to be that of others. That's yeah. And especially, mm-hmm. I've had moments where I have been jealous or jealous. I don't know if the, is the right, but or envious of. Like even some of my close friends, like this is not healthy. Mm, but it, yeah, it, it's healthy. it's important for me to acknowledge it, though. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there is no. If you feel when that I way, got engaged, when I got no, engaged, you have to tell this story part. again. You already told it once on the podcast. Not on this podcast. No, you did on this podcast recently. Okay, you tell it again. No, no, tell it again for the people who missed up that episode. <laughs> the card. <laughs> I really, I, go ahead, tell the story. Picard said, I am 99% happy for you and 1% jealous. And when she gave it to me, the reason it, it even stuck is because she said, I actually was thinking about giving this to another friend, but I didn't think it would bode well, but I knew I could be real with you. And what I took away from that is that I appreciated that she felt like she could be really honest with me. I felt like it was, it showed something about our relationship. And it just made me, I don't know, it made me feel good. It was like, that's my real, that's my dog. Like, she can really be real with me. She was like, yeah, I didn't think this was going to go over well with the other but friends. So, facts. Uh, like, I knew some people would feel some type of way that I said that to them. And so I was in this, I love cards. I was in this card store. I thought the card was, like, cute and funny. But mm-hmm, it I mean, is. And real. And, and real. And so I was like, I'm going to get this card. But, yes, I had to pull it out for the right person because... Yeah, it wouldn't have gone over well. And I don't even, the, the way that Maddie brings it up, I don't think it went over well with her, but it probably didn't go over as bad as it would have. No, it didn't go over so bad with me. You were fine with it? Yeah, I was fine with it. I like that you, I like that you even said to me, I think you wrote it no, in I there. Did. Like, I feel like I could share this with you. It was, a hate, yeah, it was definitely a hater card. 
I thought it was I thought it was cute. I thought it was true to you. Like, yeah, I thought it was true to you. Child, I mean, you honestly, girls, I'ma just tell you, be feel the feeling and acknowledge it. Now, again, I hate that I have those feelings sometimes, but it's real and I have to acknowledge it and then I have to like put myself in check. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Um, next is bemoaning our bad fortune or others' good fortune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we don't even have to go too deep into that one, but we know those people who are always, always me. lamenting mm-hmm. over everything that ever happened to them. Um, nothing ever good happens to me. It only happens to other people. Yada, 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 yada. All right. Exhausting. Yes, exhausting. Abusing substances or harming ourselves in other ways. So this could be drugs. It could be overeating. It could be overspending. Um, it could mm. be something even as you know serious as cutting yourself. I mean, there are a lot of ways mm-hmm. that people are internalizing Harming. these toxic thoughts and they translate into um, very abusive behaviors to yourself. And I think also mm-hmm. to others, um, or allow or allowing people to abuse you. Yeah. That's you know, yep, yeah. Um, and then last but not least, being unwilling or unable to seek help from loved ones, um, a therapist or a recovery program. You cannot mm-hmm. be denial so stuck in your ways, or right, so um, denying the not the obvious, but denying what is real um, that you won't allow people to come in and help you. Don't be stubborn. Um, You know, that stubbornness is not going to get you anywhere. Um, It's going to keep you kind of in that toxic mud. Um, And, you know, I kind of look at it as Mm. like a, what's those um, mud? Um, Like quicksand, basically. Like you can never. Pulling you down, pulling you down. And no matter how, you know, hard you might try to get up on your own, you can't never get, you can't ever come out of it. So um, you definitely need the support of a trusted professional, a loved one, et cetera, to get you through. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Sometimes we talk about a person being um, toxic, like he is so toxic or, you know, my whatever exes was so toxic. My mother is so toxic. But usually it's not that the whole person is toxic. Mm-hmm. We got this cancel culture. Hold it, throw the whole person away. You know, people be Honestly, saying that. I, I'm so over the cancel culture, but that's for another show. Me too. I definitely am. I think that's toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's not that the whole person is toxic. We can't characterize an entire person, an entire life by their maybe their thoughts or their behaviors. But it's really the the behavior that is toxic or your relationship with the person mm-hmm. can be toxic. You could break up with somebody and he could move, move on and be a, a fit like a glove, a hand in a glove for the next mm. lady, right? Because your relationship was toxic. So again, sometimes it's that combination of them and us bringing our trauma to the table that just doesn't work out. Um, so I really want to close out by talking with that about toxic relationships. Mm. So simply stated, what is a toxic relationship? So we did a little bit of research. Um, there is a woman based out of California, Dr. Lillian Glass, um, who claims that she coined the term toxic relationships in her 1995 book, Toxic People. She's the Al Gore, Al Gore's internet internet of (laughs) toxic positivity, right? Maybe she did. Um, She's a communication and psychology expert though. And so 
How she defines it is any relationship between people who don't support each other, where there is conflict and one seeks to undermine the other. Um, It's a situation where there is competition, where there is disrespect, and where there is a lack of cohesiveness. Mm. I thought the word was cohesion, but maybe it is cohesiveness. What do I know? She's a doctor. Um, So any place where there is a relationship with two people, and there is conflict, and one seeks to undermine the other person. Um, they're in competition with one another, not in a healthy way. They are disrespectful, um, and it's not a cohesive partnership. So a lot of us can look back as far as our early childhood and see this in our own parent-child relationships. Mm-hmm. We can see it between our parents sometimes, mm-hmm. just viewing their relationship, even if it's not their relationship with us, but their relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, or other pivotal players in our upbringing. You know, if you were close to your your grandparents or other people and you saw that kind of a toxic relationship. So it's really no wonder that so many of us suffer through toxic relationships to this day because um, it was modeled for us. So these could be platonic relationships. These could be toxic friendships with girlfriends, romantic relationships, work relationships, or otherwise. It's toxic relationships aren't always with our um, significant other, like mm-hmm. you can have a toxic relationship with your boss, you know, where you're, if you look at those factors that Dr. Glass talked about, your boss is not supportive. They want to undermine right. you. They're in competition with you. They're disrespecting you. There's a lack of cohesion in the partnership or cohesiveness. Then that could be a toxic situation. Um, and it could be very harmful. Yeah, that's real. Um I'm just, as you were talking, I replayed or kind of thought about some of the relationships that I have and some of the toxic um, traits that make up those Mm -hmm. relationships. So Mm -hmm. um, outside of working on ourselves, what actions can we take to help free ourselves from those toxic relationships? Yeah. So I gave this a little bit of thought. What we know for sure is that toxic relationships are harmful to Mm -hmm. us, right? Um, If that harm is emotional or mental, we have to make a choice. We have to decide if it's possible to work through the issue. Um, If underlying triggers such as depression or trauma are influencing one or both of the individual's behavior, then of course we can look into therapeutic and medical treatments that might help. We talked about this in the last episode. Are there underlying issues that we can treat um, in one or both of the individuals? However, getting to the root of the problem um, is important um, in most cases to try to do that research. Sometimes the answer may just be to walk away. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there might be a situation where the therapeutic treatment is not helping or the person is unwilling to get the therapeutic treatment or unwilling to um, acknowledge those issues. So we have to make a choice and and a decision. Are we willing to do the work? Is the other person willing to do the work? That's if the harm is emotional or mental. But if the harm is physical, there is no question. There is no treatment. Get out. I'm going to say that real clear. If there is anyone, I'm like under the sound of my voice, Mm -hmm. right, who is undergoing physical harm in a relationship, I am telling you, I am begging you to get out of that situation. Definitely. Um, It is important that we try to work through and understand our issues um, and why a situation might feel unhealthy or toxic. In a lot of cases, Um, We do decide that we can work through it, especially if both parties are willing to work. But on the other hand, we might not. And if that's the case, then there's really no value in delaying the severance of that relationship. Mm -hmm. If you know that you need to get out of it, um, then the sooner the better. 
Um, no relationships, regardless, like I said, whether they're romantic, friendship, family, self, self, or otherwise, should ever cost you your peace. Uh, it should never cost you your joy or your happiness. And as Tanil often says, if there's more bad than good in this situation, mm. something has to change. And that change might just be moving on. I think that self-peace is critical. We could have a toxic relationship with ourselves and it, it's no severing that relationship. You need to do the right. work if you feel like that toxicity and that negativity is coming from yourself. And we spend a lot of time talking about that on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And as um, much as we would like it to happen all at once, again, not speaking of physical abuse, sometimes it takes you know time to see, acknowledge, and then decide that we want to move on from a toxic situation. So we're going to mm-hmm. share seven um, steps for moving out of that relationship, that toxic relationship. So step um, okay. one is step out of denial. Ask yourself questions like, Do I feel energized or drained after I spend an hour with this person? Um, Do I want to spend time with this person or do I feel like I have to? There's that obligation. Do I feel sorry for this person? Um, Do I go to, you know, person X looking for a response that I know I will never get? Um, You have to, again, acknowledge All right. Step two, keep a log of emotions. Sometimes Mm -hmm. seeing it in black and white, especially if there is a trend or pattern there, it definitely helps to spark the decision. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going through something kind of unrelated to toxic um, behaviors, Mm -hmm. but one of my friends was like, you need to sit down and make a list, pros versus cons. And then you can see it and then you know how to move forward. So that you can look at it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The next step is identify the perks. What specifically are you gaining from this situation? You know, and then weigh that against the bad Mm -hmm. and be honest with those things. Uh, Right. No, it is no, um, no point in fooling yourself or or cheating yourself. Mm -hmm. I told y'all, um, a couple of weeks ago that, I've been, you know, pretty consistent with riding my um, bike. I got an indoor, you know, I've been doing indoor cycling. And so sometimes they'll say to raise the resistance and I'm like, I don't want to raise it as, you know, as high as they Mm -hmm. say it. I'm going to go a little bit lower. And my husband is like, the only person you're cheating is yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you ain't not hurting them, you cheating yourself. And I'm like, damn. Let me go ahead and raise it two more right. little. Let's, let's go to eight <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> I thought I could do seven. All right. But let me go up one more. All right. Step four, fill in the hole. Take up a new habit. Spend time investing mm-hmm. um, in your self-care. Reconnect with others who you miss spending time with. You know, you yes, there is going to be a gap there when you let go of that relationship. And you want to fill it with things that are going to... Um, you know, be good for you. Fill it with goodness, mm-hmm. whether that's people mm-hmm. or activities, etc. Um, step five: surround yourself with the uplifting community. We know that life was not meant to be done alone, mm-hmm. and that community and account accountability are uh, key. So, spend time with those um, who are working on their boundaries as hard as you are. People who are kind of going in that same direction who, you know, have either been in toxic relationships and got out or kind of going through that process now um, because they, you know, become kind of your accountability partners in that, in that way. And then, um, you know, 
they can give you your community can give you the positivity you need to overcome some of the doubt and um, sometimes the guilt and the shame that might be associated with you moving out of that relationship. Yeah, especially if it's like a marriage, a lot of times, even if it's not, but a lot of times there's a lot of shame around divorce um, and people are just really shamed for making what's already a difficult decision. So yeah, surround yourself with the right people. That's major key. All right. Step six, write yourself a note. Um, Try to write an encouragement, a letter, um, you know, to cover yourself in those fragile moments. So um, you know, when you are in a good place, write that letter. And then when you need to pull it out of your drawer or when you need to go into your phone to look at that, those words, you have something kind of at the ready to uh, help boost your um, feelings kind of back up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can mm-hmm. do that via email or like I said, your phone, however you need to do it. Just make sure that you have mm-hmm. something there um, that can We used to. Go ahead. We used to do that activity with citrus and sugar when we would um, write our future selves like a note or a card. And also with Divas and PH for our New Year's um, event where we would write ourselves an encouraging note and then we would mail it at some random point throughout the year. That's that, I think that's a really good exercise to do. Yes. And then the um, last step, step seven, is heal the shame. Um, take time to address your inner child. Practice speaking love and truth and other affirmations. Um, Always make time for mindfulness and just being present in the moment. And most importantly, make time to rest. Um, It is important that we take the time that is necessary to heal and recover um, from the toxicity and the trauma that we have been through. It's draining. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I, this is actually a um, kind of timely example of toxicity in a relationship. Like, I don't think the whole relationship is toxic, but there are some toxic pieces of um, my relationship with my mother. Um, there are certain tr- things that just trigger me and set me off. So yesterday we were, um, I was going to her house to help her plan, do something for um, something she has coming up. And when I called her, her attitude was like off, very bad. Mm -hmm. And that just set Mm -hmm. me off into having a bad attitude. When she came in the door, you know, she projected something. I started going with the communication, just going Mm -hmm. back and forth. It's a very like toxic, um, interaction. And it happens often because I think we both know what our triggers are. And so sometimes we try to press each other's buttons. For me, I have to have the last words. I'm just going to keep, you know, but yesterday I decided I'm just going to do what I have to do. And then I'm leaving because I, this space right now for me is not what I'm looking for. So I'm going to do what I need to do. And then I'm going to separate myself until a better time when we can like bring our levels down because honey. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And then if you already feel like you're doing the person a favor, like I'm already, you know, yeah, like if you're not met with the- here for you. Yeah. I, I have been at my house. 
<laughs> exactly. If you're not met with a cheerful uh, demeanor, you already like, sis, I done already left my house Girl. to do X, Y, Z. So you just waiting on something to pop I off. So yeah, that, that makes it even. It set me off. And then I felt bad because then my dad was like, hey, me, that's my um, nickname. I was like, dad, mm -hmm. don't talk to me. <laughs> I was, he just I, was, I was done with every he he heard he was there to witness the exchange so he already knew that we were on a thousand oh, okay um, okay okay but i was like dad don't talk to me he just laughed and kept moving oh, but yes oh you, man it, you i think it's really important to set boundaries and then to remove yourself if necessary like that's a temporary removal i remove myself i'm about to go see her later today Hopefully, mm -hmm. we both have better attitudes. I'm gonna make a conscious decision to watch how I'm speaking and to, yes. to breed that positivity. But child, she tested me yesterday. Yeah, sometimes the people we love the most be taking us there. Yeah, they do. Um, so yes, thank you for sharing that, Tanil. We be y'all, we be extra vulnerable on this um podcast and just super real like people talk about people always share their highlight reel though no, y'all gonna get the low lights okay Girl. because we want you to know that it's not all Ooh. sugar plum fairies and <laughs> unicorn dust right like we we have real lives we all have real lives and i think that there is value um in sharing that. So um, thank you for that. And for our listeners, thank you for weighing in on today's topic on IG Live um, when I did that recording on Friday. Um, we will definitely be back to dig into one more table talk topic this season based on your feedback from our conversation on that same live. Um, we were going to do sort of a season recap um, episode for our season finale, which is next week. Um, but we I know, but we are going to also focus on self-awareness, self-image, and body image because that is what uh, y'all said y'all want to talk about. So we're going to weave that into next week's conversation as well. So thank y'all for rocking with us. And we're trying to, even though this is a podcast, we're trying to make it as engaging and as much of a dialogue as possible. So we always love to hear from you. And with that being said, it's over to T. Triple D. Thank you. All right. So today's installment of the Date Diary is the launch of the All I Want for Christmas is You Challenge. And what I've decided to do, yes, I don't want a lot for Christmas. Hey. Y'all yeah, know what I want I under my tree. I'm loving one to do that to the people. Because I, I was ready to be like, and I, but we didn't get that far. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my God. <laughs> Is my tree big enough for you to fit a man under it? Hey, but if Shoot. not, we can get something percolating before the new year. So I am going to be sending out and posting on social media a All I Want for Christmas Is You bingo board all right ladies and so Ooh, this bingo board is going to be full of all of these activities that we need to to do to kind of get our dating lives in order to get our dating plan together and the winners um you know people who get the most kind of stamps on their bingo board will be entered into a raffle for a really nice gift that I'll talk about at the end, but oh. let me talk about these activities. So we're going to start by 
really being clear on our intentions. Um, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about how our girl, Michelle McKinney, was talking about how we need to have a um, kind of mission statement for our dating lives. So that's going to be one activity that we're going to do together. I'm going to ask you to share with us what your um, dating mission statement is. Anonymous, of course. Well, I'll see, but when we post them back out to um, the world, they'll be anonymous. It's this is just an opportunity for us to grow and share and learn and refine with one another. Um, so that um, is one of the first things. Um, the next is being really intentional and being able to be clear about what it is that we want and are looking for in a mate. So we're going to do that in a really fine, um, fun and exciting way as well. Then we're going to mm -hmm. move on to action. So we're going to do a little bit of a profile audit. Um, some of you may have seen that I posted a few days ago that Tinder and Meg the Stallion were doing this campaign. Their campaign is... They trying to give you some cash money. Cash money. <laughs> <laughs> Their campaign is more so aimed at Gen Zers, so those people between the ages of 18 and 25, which Tinder says is their largest demographic in the, in the North America... Um, their North America group or whatever. Wow. That was like, so that is good to know because I don't need to be on Tinder. I wasn't on Tinder, but true, I was like, mm, that's not the age group I'm looking for. But basically they were saying that they want people to put themselves out there. So really showing up authentically in their profiles, which they, I guess, are saying a lot of people don't do based on a survey that they gave their users. People feel like the, you know, their profile has to fit a certain image in order for them mm. to be successful versus being mm -hmm. authentically them. So they want your awkward awkwardness to show through in your profile. They want to see some creativity. They want to see some humor if you're, you know, if you are humorous. Like I'm not if you are humorous, don't try. Exactly. Like I'm not that funny. So humor is not going to show up in my profile. Right. So just being authentically you. And that's what we wanted you we want for you all to do as well. So we're gonna do a profile audit together. I'll share, you know, what my stuff is looking like and we can do that. We're also, if we're not on at least two apps already, that's going to be one of the bingo board activities. We're going to get on these apps and we're going to, are going to, you know, be intentional about spending time on those apps each day. Um, mm -hmm. We're also going to make the first bold move. And now y'all are probably like, well, how are you going to check this stuff? Some of it's going to be on the honor system. Some of the stuff I'm going to ask you to DM us and show that you have some, you know, proof of interaction and engagement mm. in these activities. So again, we can all learn from one another. Um, maybe you slide into someone's DMs. That's definitely going to be on the bingo board. Now, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but y'all might. Because like... No, you should do it, people. Oh, I'm telling you, I told you guys before, there are some success stories. Amber Riley. Have y'all seen Amber Riley? I mean, there's a, the story about how she um, slid into her booze DMs and now they're engaged. Mm -hmm. This is a good story. Nice. It's on um, XO Nicole. So yeah, she's. I think he was like highlighted on the XO Nicole page. She slid in his DMs, and now they are engaged, honey. I was telling one mm. of my friends that I maybe I'm not following the right people because there is nobody on my timeline whose DMs I'm trying to slide into. So I might need to use the Explorer page a little more um, because yeah. But I have slid in people's DMs before. I'm not opposed to it, but I just haven't seen anybody that is, you know, piquing my interest right now. But that's neither here nor there. Yes, we're going to do some bold things. We're going to slide into some people's DMs. We are going to initiate the first, you know, FaceTime slash virtual dates. We're just going to be out here. 
So I'm looking forward to filling up this bingo board with you ladies. Please engage with us. If you have single friends that need to kind of need a little jump start to their dating life as we move into 2021, go ahead and share the bingo board with them so they can start engaging with us. We just want to use this as an opportunity to have a good time, to learn from one another, and maybe get some dates so that in 2021, when Christmas comes, our boo is putting something under the tree for us. And we're not having to ask God to bring him and put him under the tree. That's right. Oh, I love it. I'm excited for this. Um, Tanil will be sharing this on her page. If you don't already, make sure to follow her at Tanil T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E, Daniels, right? That's your thing? And I will also be amplifying it from our Love Madden page, um, which I think you guys are probably already following. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. And the gift is going to be a virtual date night pack. So... I'm going to come with some virtual date ideas and even a gift card to um, either a drink and or food service so that you and your boo can Mm. virtually have a meal. I talked about those virtual candlelight dinners. So get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm excited. This is going to be good. (laughs) I got got some people I'm going to hit up, even if they didn't hear this episode, to make sure that they... um, that they do this. I have like a, yeah, I got a list of people that I think will really enjoy this and would like really crush this just to kind of be pushed outside of their comfort zone. So cool. love and it. And now it's time for a word with Madden. Yeah. So I typically start the word with Madden segment with a scripture, but today um, I'm going to move a little bit differently because sometimes um, when we share a scripture as sort of a cure-all or a band-aid, that itself can be perceived as toxic positivity. And I know sometimes as Christians and believers, we got a scripture for everything. Um, and sometimes there isn't a scripture for everything. Sometimes it's more about processing um, those things with God in relationship, not just with you know finding a scripture to fit a particular situation. My friend um, Lovey did a really great piece on this back in March that I'm going to link in the show notes called about faith, fear, and toxic positivity in the midst of a global pandemic. We can't just um, scripture band-aid our way through this situation. Like we need to process. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget that faith is really uh, more about um, relationship than religion. So today, instead of a scripture, I want to close this episode with a thought. Let's try this week to focus on our relationship with our creator. Um, Let's make time to not just ask and pray and approach his throne with our requests or even just with gratitude, but instead let's spend this next week listening. This is, you know, an important part of a relationship or any sort of communication. So I want to challenge everyone, including myself, to focus on quiet time Mm. and to be intentional about inviting God into that space. Um, and then to go back and, and and ask myself, what did I hear? What did I hear during that quiet time when I invited God to speak to me um, and I was sort of just meditating? Um, sometimes we may not hear God's word through scripture alone, um, but through the divine Holy Spirit that resides in all mm-hmm. of us. So what is God telling you to guide you through this difficult season? We'll, we'll circle back on that next week. Ooh. And that's good. And that's good. And that's that on that. that's on that. And now now it's the time for the question question of the the episode. episode. All right. Today's question is, what toxic traits will you work to change about yourself? 
Mine is the toxic pattern of allowing things to build up Mm. and sometimes blow up before implementing whatever I need, which is typically a break. So keeping my well-being practices consistent, even in seasons that don't seem to be as stressful. Um, So in a word, mine is just the maintenance. I have these well-being practices and I kind of amp them up when I can feel like I'm in a stressful season. But sometimes when things seem to be going fine, I might let off of some of those practices. And then I realize, wow, you haven't been caring for yourself as much in this season. You thought you were fine, but you're not. But you're not. not. What about you? What toxic traits are you going to work to change about yourself? So I had talked about um, toxic negativity. Um, Mm. And one of the things that I am going to work to change about myself is more balance. Um, I am in the process of beginning my fertility journey, I guess kind of continuing because it's kind of started um, a few years ago, but continuing my fertility journey. And um, there's a lot of emotions and and things that and feelings that come with that journey. And I want to make sure that I don't go too far to the left of being like super negative about you know, the situation, or I don't, you know, I don't want to go too far to the right. So I don't want to be toxic. Don't want to implement toxic positivity or have people project that to me. But then I also don't want to be on the other side of that spectrum in the toxic negativity uh, place. So I really want to have that balance. I want to feel the feelings and then um, lean in towards the faith, the positivity, the hope and the love. So that's what I'm going to do. That's good. One step at a time. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, ladies. And we look forward to next week's season finale. Finale. You ready to take a break, okay? What did, uh, was it, who was it who said, oh, it was Bernie Mac. When we break, we break. (laughs) We break. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Till next time. Bye. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait. Are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.